Hi, everybody. You're listening to the UMA Financial Podcast. My name is Chad Kelly, and today we're going to be talking with Ryan Bladen, discussing qualified charitable distributions and some of the tax considerations and logistics of the strategy. Hope you enjoy. Ryan, thanks for jumping on our financial podcast. It's great to be here. Yeah, no, this is uh, our first time having you on. Um, for those who aren't familiar with you or don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself, I guess. Yeah, it's great to be a part of the program. Um, my name is Ryan Bladen. I'm a financial advisor here at UMA Financial Services. I've been here almost a dozen years, and I've been in the financial industry uh, 13 or 14 years. Okay. Well, good. Well, I'm excited to have you on. Um, today, we're going we're gonna to jump into a I guess a little bit of a tax strategy or a strategy for those who are maybe in retirement or knocking on the door of retirement. Um, but I guess to, to lead up to this, um, every industry has different acronyms or terminology that's thrown around that can seem overwhelming and our, our industry is no exception to that. Um, we, we, there's tons of acronyms and so everything from ETFs to ACH to um, RMD and QCDs, and today we're going to talk about the latter two, RMDs and QCDs, with qualified charitable distributions, excuse me, um, being kind of the main focus. So I guess to lead into this, what is a QCD, or a qualified charitable distribution, or where, where, how did it originate, I guess? Yeah, if you're getting close to retirement or retired, this is a term that you want to become familiar with. Uh, a QCD is a qualified charitable distribution. Uh, from an individual that is sent directly to a charity. Uh, QCDs have been around for quite a while, but with the most recent tax law changes, they've become uh, increasingly relevant. Okay. So this is part of, I guess, as an advisor, we're constantly saying, what, how is this cha- change in the tax code going to affect our clients? And this is, this is one that's front and center. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a QCD, what's more appealing now is with the consolidation and expansion of the standard deduction and personal exemptions into a single larger standard deduction. These higher standard deduction amounts along with limitations on state and and property taxes of up to 10,000 mean that fewer people have been able to itemize. Yeah, whereas before uh, where where the standard deduction was less, people would make a donation and be able to itemize that. Exactly. Whereas now, people who make donations, it might not be itemized. It might just be lumped in with a standard deduction. Right. So what a QCD does is allow people to take the higher standard deduction and still get the benefits of making donations to charity. Okay. Well, perfect. Um, I guess to dive a little bit further into QCDs, maybe one thing we should talk about is an RMD, a required minimum distribution. How does that tie into QCDs? QCDs can be used to satisfy the required minimum distribution that applies to uh, those over age 70 and a half in most cases. There are a couple exceptions to that, but uh, not very many. So uh, let's say your required minimum distribution is $10,000. You could satisfy that by making a $10,000 donation directly to a charity. And that $10,000 almost disappears from your return. So there's no income tax paid on that donation made directly from an IRA to a charity. Perfect. So the the age requirement, I guess, for QCDs coincides with RMDs. So this is probably something that myself, I, I, I can't consider at this point in my career. Is that correct? Not quite yet. <laughs> a few <laughs> more years. Still a few years to go. So, so you have to be 70 <laughs> and a half to be able to make a qualified charitable distribution to a charity. Yes. Okay. 
it is one of the pitfalls that we see because uh, required minimum distributions can be taken any time in the year that you turn 70 and a half, whereas you must be exactly uh, 70 and a half or above in order to qualify to make a QCD. Okay. I guess while we're talking about you know key dates to keep in mind, what are the, the dates throughout the year you need to have made your qualified charitable distributions by? Yeah, it's a year-end deadline. So by December 31st, the charity uh, it needs to receive the donation in order to qualify uh, for a qualified charitable distribution. That's the, the key date to keep in mind. Perfect. So now is there a limit to how much I can donate to a charity? Yes, the IRS allows donations uh, up to a hundred thousand dollars. Um, and that's that there are also there are no uh, limitations based on adjusted gross income unlike there is when you itemize uh, your charitable donations. Okay. So for those who are uh, really uh, charitably inclined, um, they can donate without worries about um, any phase outs related to their adjusted gross income that would apply under the nor normal itemized uh, standard deduction. Great. I guess uh, lo logistically, walk me through how this happens. Someone has an IRA account, they wanna make a charitable donation, how do they even go about that? That's pretty simple. Most charities have a brokerage account. So in our case, we can send the funds directly from their IRA to the uh, brokerage account of the receiving charity. That's one way. Another way is just um, to use a checkbook that's tied to the IRA, and then the client is able to write a check and give it directly to the charity. Uh, we found that uh, there are benefits to that on smaller donations. Uh, to make sure that they're getting uh, the most bang for the buck for uh, every donation that that there is that they're making. Yeah, I've, you know, I've, I've seen clients say, "I've got you know, 15 charities. I want to do you know, 100 bucks to each. That this is doable. They're not limited it's to a lot just one." Easier with the check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Use the checkbook for that, so we're not electronically transferring at all. Well, perfect. Um, say you do need part of that required minimum distribution you're supposed to take from your IRA as income to supplement your lifestyle. Do you have to donate the full RMD amount to a charity, or can you take part of it as income? Yeah, you can certainly take part of it as income, as long as you're not donating more than the $100,000 limitation. Um, it, you can take as much uh, or as little as you like. Okay. Some other common questions we get... Um, People want to know what types of accounts specifically they can make donations from. Are there limitations? Does it have to be just a traditional IRA, or can they use other types of retirement plans? Yeah, it's certainly one of the pitfalls that we see. Um, currently, IRAs are the only types of accounts that are eligible to make uh, QCDs. So employer-sponsored plans, such as a 401k or a 403b, are not eligible to make these types of donations. Okay. Um, I guess getting into the weeds a little bit, people might say, well, I have a SEP IRA. Um, I, I'm actively contributing to it. Could they make a donation from that? Yeah, so a SEP or a simple IRA where you're actively contributing uh, wouldn't qualify either. Okay. Any other pitfalls, I guess, that people should be aware of um, when considering making qualified charitable distributions or things that you, mistakes people make? Yeah, I, I think one of them is uh, just making sure that you are uh, 70 and a half. Um, you need to make sure that the charity, um, has, as defined by the IRS, um, qualifies for the donation. Yeah, if, if their tax status isn't 
correct. Your your donation doesn't. It, it won't count. It won't count. Right. It'll come back on you. So private foundations uh, don't qualify. Donor advised funds uh, would be another type of uh, of account uh, or, or charity, if you will, that does not qualify to receive these kinds of donations. And then, of course, you can't receive any benefits in return for the donation that you make. Okay. Can't be compensated for exactly <laughs> make a donation. Yeah. <laughs> um, say someone is just finding out about qualified charitable distributions, and they say, well, I've actually already taken my RMD for the year. Can I just take that money out of my checking account and make the donation and still get the tax benefits of a QCD? Yeah, that's a good question and another pitfall that we see. Um, once you've taken receipt of the funds, then uh, that money is no longer eligible. Now, you could take more from your IRA, possibly, uh, and, and make that charitable donation. But once you've already satisfied the required minimum distribution and, and taken possession of those funds, um, you'd have to wait until next year yeah. uh, to, to use the approach. Well, yeah, I, I think this is a this is a topic that I think adds a lot of value to individuals who are especially being conscious of you know, wh where they're falling tax-wise. For most clients, making a qualified charitable distribution or not could be the difference of them falling into a higher tax bracket. And so this is something that a lot of times we, we work closely with clients um, with their accountants and we kind of act as a quarterback, I guess, a little bit to make sure that funds are going the correct place and um, it's being reported correctly. Yeah, now, now more than ever. Um, I mean, QCDs have been around for quite a while. What's made them more relevant is this increase that we saw to the standard deduction yeah. uh, for 2018. So combining that standard deduction with uh, qualified charitable distributions, uh, you get the best of both worlds. And we found it's uh, made a, a huge difference for a number of clients. Yeah. I guess one last, um, one last thing to consider. When, when you make this QCD, what type of, I guess, tax reporting are you getting from the custodian or the, the company that holds the account? And what, what do I need to do with that um, tax reporting, those documents? Yeah, the, the custodian or the, the company that helped you donate the funds will still send you a 1099-R showing that that money was distributed. But you should also receive um, a, a receipt from the charity that you uh, made the donation to and you need to provide those to your tax preparer who will then match those up yeah. to make sure that you're not paying income tax on that money that was reported on the 1099 because it went directly to the charity. Yeah. And, and the IRS has reported uh, or outlined the, the specific uh, method that the tax preparer is supposed to use uh, to make sure that those QCDs are accounted for. Yeah, so I guess if you're doing your own taxes on TurboTax, that's one thing to make sure you catch is that you Absolutely. don't make the QCD thinking, oh, this is $10,000 of donation that I'm not going to have to take as income, but then you don't report it correctly and you end up taking it. End right? up paying tax on it anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that becomes painful. Well, perfect, Ryan. I appreciate you taking a few minutes and diving into this topic. I guess before we wrap up, any other, any other main benefits that you see that people should be aware of? Yeah, I think there are a, a couple. Uh, because the QCD isn't reported as, as income and doesn't increase your uh, AGI, your adjusted gross income, there's another uh, financial acronym for you, um, it can impact uh, or reduce the cost 
of say your Medicare premiums, uh, which are based on uh, AGI or adjusted gross income. Um, also a lot of deductions and credits are based on uh, adjusted gross income, as well as uh, taxation of social security benefits. So it, in addition to not paying tax on the distribution, it can impact your, your taxes in other ways as well, you know, that will help you in, uh, in other areas. Yeah. No, I think, I think to your point, uh, it, it can be fairly straightforward, but you can get into the weeds real quick if, if you don't know what you're doing. And so, you know, we, we encourage anyone who's listening who has questions to give us a call and uh, we, we'd be more than happy to, to walk through the logistics, things to consider, um, common pitfalls, I guess. Absolutely. Track us down and, and, and we can see if it makes sense given uh, your individual situation. Well, perfect. Well, Ryan, thanks again for your time. Thank you. Yeah. It's good to be a part of the podcast. Yeah, we'll do it again. <laughs>